Set your course for the Hoth system. General Veers, prepare your men. All troops will debark for ground assault. Prepare to target the main jet. Echo Station 3PA. Monitor Imperial Walker. Attack pattern Delta. Go now. Watch that crossfire, boys. Right now, I feel like I take on the whole empire myself. Target, maximum firepower. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Echo Base. I almost said random chatter, well, that would have been really bad. This is Echo Base, this is our <laughs> Star Wars show. Uh, this is the calm before the storm, guys. We are literally, what, five days before we get the uh, second season of The Mandalorian coming out. Um, with me tonight to kind of wrap up all this news, all this plethora of news we have, uh, and, of course, talk about The Mandalorian, is um, Tim and Tom. Tom, how are you tonight? Oh, thank you for starting with me. I'm I'm very touched. And, uh, no, I'm doing good. It's been a good weekend. And awesome. get to talk a little bit of Star Wars. A little bit. Even a little bit of Star Wars is fun to talk. So, And, and of course, you can correct us if we're wrong on anything else. So and it, while Tim's playing with his background, we can, you know, Kind of just oh he's done he's done playing oh no he's got Jar Jar oh god Tim Tim how are you tonight Captain Tarples uh, I'm doing real well that's Captain Tarples oh yes and, it is uh, pay the price they all look alike they all look alike to me Tim you see one Gunga you see them all that wow wow that is so speciesist just, it is oh, it is Luke. no I'm doing fantastic it was the a, uh, it had a really good weekend and. Uh, I was looking forward to talking to you guys and pounding out some shows. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, I, I guess let's, let's go out with the lead here. So the Mandalorian, as I just said, we're five days away from season two what's starting. What, what's that, Tim? The, what, what is it? The, the, it's the new, Manda. it's the new George R. Binks show. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I'm, it's a, a high Gungan count in it. <laughs> high Gungan body count? Was that, what was that? <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, The Mandalorian comes out this coming Friday, the 30th, um, season two. Um, and, and we are we are really excited here at Echo Base to get this this season going. It seems like it's been forever since it was announced it would be this fall. And and now it's this fall, so so we are we are all set. Um what so briefly starting out, I mean, Tom, what are your expectations for this season? Are we are we looking at um more more goodness, or was it just going to say status quo from last season? No, I, I, the interesting thing uh, for me about this season is I think John Favreau directed almost all of the episodes. I think there was a little more rotation in the first season, and I don't I don't know why it is that there's that split this time, but I think mm. you're, you're maybe going to have a not a different vision, but a cohesiveness um, that we. You know, not that season one suffered from a lack of cohesiveness, but you with different directors, you have different visions. You know, you had some episodes in there that that just sort of stand on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my personal thought on the reason behind that is they are locked into a narrative now. They've got everything set up. There is a definite plan for this season, start to finish. Uh, Favreau and Filoni know where they need to take these characters. And it's, you know, easier from a creative perspective to have him at the helm 
uh, to, to lock that vision in start to finish. So mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. Awesome. You know, that brings up a good point. I, I, I think that the first season, while you're right, it didn't suffer from a lack of cohesion with the different directors. And I think they all worked as a team. We kind of saw that from the uh, behind the scenes stuff we got on Disney plus um, having the two guys kind of do this together. Um, that does make it a little bit different as far as how they're going to bring this story about. So I'm excited about that. Tim, what, what's your take on this season from a high level? I'm excited about the, the, the new things that they're going to be introducing to this. I mean, the, the first season was this incredible setup and, um, you know, obviously we have a lot of rumors for the second season. We have a couple things that are kind of confirmed. Um, the, the, the trailer like fueled the whole ton of things and it, it, it's, it's really great. So I'm excited. I mean, five days away, it's Friday morning. I'm up early and I'm watching this thing. Think about how little we've seen of anything. We've seen a grand total of what, two minutes worth of footage mm-hmm. just about from the, yeah. I, I think there's a reason behind that. A uh, mm-hmm. very good reason. I mean, we're so used to, I mean, not in 2020, but you think about the average Marvel release or even the average star Wars theatrical release. By the time you're this close into a release, you've had multiple trailers, probably three to four theatrical trailers. Mm-hmm. You've had TV spots. You've probably had a special, like, uh, you know, one of these sizzle reels with behind the scenes type mm-hmm. cuts mm-hmm. and, you know, probably for good reason, they've done none of that. Uh, yeah. Not even the TV spots that you'd be, uh, well, TV shot, TV spots that have used sort of existing stuff that we've already seen mm-hmm. before, but uh, that's been really fascinating to me. So in addition to that, um, the secrecy is kind of ramping up for this, this season as well. Um so screeners are something that media get typically, you know, week before the, the, the season drops or a show drops or a movie drops. Um, and last season, I was lucky enough to be able to have access to the screeners for the season one of the Mandalorian. They got them on Tuesdays, I think, before they were released on Fridays. And I was getting kind of nervous because nothing was released. I, you know, I'd open my screeners account. There's nothing there. I'm like, oh, maybe I upset somebody at Lucasfilm or Disney. I'm not getting anything else. But now we're finding out that no one is getting screeners for the Mandalorian season two. Um, so they're keeping a real tight wrap on all this stuff. They want to have the the episodes come out with no spoilers at all for anybody. Um, yeah. Which I think maybe it says they're more confident in the series now than they were for season one. Although I don't see how they couldn't have been confident um, with everybody wanting a first live action television show. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, critics have been <laughs> harsh on star Wars in the past and fans have been harsh on star Wars in the past. No. So, yeah. That Not happened a couple times here and there. Very little though. Very little. It's always universal love. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. um, so yeah. So um, all the media and all the, um, the blogs and everything that usually cover things and have episodes to release, like day and date with the first episode won't have that. Um, so we'll be doing our recording of our show probably Friday night or Saturday morning after that release of the, of the, of the episodes weekly. So we can get, um, you know, our reaction shows out to you guys uh, as part of the, um, the outer rim show that we do here. And, yeah. um, you know, so we're still kind of working out how we're going to get that out to you. And what we're going to do, we're also trying to figure out a way to do uh watch together through Disney plus, um, Maybe later in the week we'll do that after people have seen it, you know, four or five dozen times. Um, you know, we can <laughs> get together and watch it as as a group, which would be kind of cool. Um, in addition to the Mandalorian, uh, and maybe even more highly anticipated, 
the, the Lego yeah. Star Wars holiday special is coming to Disney Plus on November 17th. Yeah, I thought we were going to lead with that, quite honestly. I know. I, 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 I kind of buried the lead. all right and all. But. I buried the lead. I know. I'm sorry. But um, yeah, are you guys excited for this as well? Yeah, this could be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, the if you've if if you're listening and you haven't watched any of the Lego ma- animated material out there for Star Wars or haven't played any of the Lego video Star Wars video games, you're really missing out. And I think it, if it captures even a small percentage of that really good natured humor, it's yeah. going to be a real success. Uh, and the bar is non-existent here. <laughs> compared yeah. <laughs> to the you know the holiday special that it's going up against but the the folk I don't know if it's the same team that writes a lot of the lego stuff but it always is just spot on humor and it and they capture star wars so well yeah it, it, it really is and it's the kind of stuff that's done that uh you know it's it's really it's great and it's entertaining and it's really suitable for kids but they also include enough like really clever humor that it's like it's really funny for adults to watch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, their stuff is just it's so good, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it, I really do think it's going to be a lot of fun. You, you know, the stuff they do in Lego animated stuff reminds me a lot of what um, Looney Tunes did back in the day, where they oh, were. Yeah. You yeah. know, you could watch them years later and go, "Oh my god, I never got that as a kid." Now, now I get the adult <laughs> oh, side totally. of things to it. So, totally. yeah, they do a good job of these. I'm looking forward to this as well. I mean, even even the movie poster, we talked about this last week a little bit, I think, that the, the poster for releasing of this, um, or the, not poster, I guess, but the, the graphic they put up on Instagram and Twitter and everything was, you know, a hand, one of the Lego minifig hands with a bow on it saying, you know, to, to Luke from Father. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> that's hysterical. I mean, that kind of stuff is just great. Um, and they do, I, that, that hits on a good point, that they do such a good job it's not just adult humor that's mixed in there, but you can watch as like a hardcore Star Wars fan and catch little nods that are in there. And yeah. so it's not just this like, uh, you know, skip a acro- uh, rock skipping across the water, mm-hmm. you know, very shallow Star Wars material. There's there's plenty of little nuggets in there for even the, the biggest of fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but it doesn't lose the fans either because there's you know there's casual stuff that if you're a casual Star Wars fan yeah. you can watch this and enjoy it. But if you're hardcore fans like we are and you really want to dig into all the the inside jokes in there, there's plenty of stuff for us too. Exactly. So that's pretty cool. Um there's a story we have here about we we talked about this thing last week a little bit too. Um the the snowy planet that was in the Mandalorian um, season teaser, I guess. Um, we had talked about if that was Ilum or, or where it could have been. And Tim, you got a link in here from, uh, where is this from? CBR. Comp- yep. CBR. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they're saying it is not, it, it's a, it's a planet from the Clone Wars. Yeah. They're speculating, um, that this is Crown Nest, uh, which is, um, where the, the Mandalorians had spent some time there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of this is tied to rebels and the dark saber and all that. So, um, I know I'm very highly, highly confident that Tom can fill us in on more information on this place. I don't think it's Cronus. I'll say that right out of the gate. Okay. Um, we, we've seen very little of Cronus. We, we've only seen it in star Wars rebels, 
it was not featured in the Clone Wars, and uh, it, it, you know, we didn't see it the entire planet, but uh, it was where the home of Clan Wren was. So Sabine Wren's family had a massive complex there. Uh, the article points out that uh, her mother, Ursa Wren, uh, was a former member of Death Watch, and so you know we already saw that. Din Djarin, as a, a child, was rescued by Death Watch members. Maybe there's a connection there. Maybe he's uh, going to find refuge on Cronist. Um, the reason I, I don't think it is, um, his craft, it looks like it's damaged, uh, at least in one of the little clips that we have. He's repairing it. He's flown into sort of like a cavern or something like that. So it's not like he was able to land Mm. Uh, near a settlement. So this idea, I mean, if he was really flying to Cronist, why is he landing in such a remote area? Um, I'm still, I don't know that it's Ilum. I, you know, quite frankly, um, I'm not sure that it is, but uh, I, I think he's on a breadcrumb. His, his presence on that planet with the child is trying to track something down that doesn't necessarily have to do with uh, other Mandalorians. Because um, he hasn't. I, the the other thing is that he hasn't really shown, except on Navarro, a real desire to link up with other Mandalorians, except uh, when he needed something. And so there's, mm-hmm. you know, maybe True. his ship is damaged and he's going there for refuge. But I just don't think it it adds up. There's also if you freeze one of the frames where he's working on top of the Razor Crest, there's this dead spider creature, mm. and. You know, we, we've seen so little of Cronus, we don't know. I mean, it's mm-hmm. possible that there could be an animal like that. But um, it seems to me it's he's on a little more remote of a planet. Okay. And, okay. you know, in typical Star Wars fashion, I think that, you know, anytime we see a, um, a type of environment, um, you know, we start searching through our memories as to what planet had snow. Well, you know, any planet could have snow when you come right down to it. I mean, we, you know, this could be anywhere. Um, And of course, we're always trying to make links back to stuff that we've seen before in places we've been to, which, you know, is cool and all, but I I hope it's something brand new. I hope it's something we haven't seen before and expanding our knowledge and making more things for Tom to learn for the next trivia contest. (laughs) Um, More often than not, that's what it is. I mean, if you really kind of get down to it, whether it's Rise of Skywalker or The Last Jedi, everybody's kind of speculating and looking and Mm -hmm. zooming in on uh, what the planet might be. And I would say the vast majority of the time in recent years, it's been something completely different. Like I remember this speculation about, Jakku, people were tearing the, tra- the the teaser trailer apart and saying, oh, this is Tatooine, mm-hmm. like what's happened there? Yeah, sure. There was a big battle, and then JJ comes out at Celebration is like, no, there's a planet you've never seen called Jakku. So yeah. I just yeah. I kind of come back to that moment for stuff like this. Yep, sure. I think it makes perfect sense. And, and I do appreciate, you know, I, I like the ties to existing lore. But I also like that being balanced out with giving us new things. Exactly. Yeah. Because not all events happen on the same dozen planets that we know of, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's a pretty big galaxy out there. So, okay. Um, let's get back into some more news. So, um, our friend John Boyega, I, I call him a friend. He doesn't know me, but, you know, I call him a friend. Um, <laughs> he uh, said he'd be up to playing Finn again in an animated movie. Wait a minute. He said he wasn't going to play Finn anymore. But anime movie. He said he was done. He's not playing. Oh, okay. he, he likes this because he can do it from home. 
Ah, you know, okay. talking about phoning it in, right? I mean, this this is the ultimate. <laughs> that coronavirus has put us on the whole phone it in plan. Um, what do you guys think about that? Was there room for an animated series or an animated movie with um with Finn? I'd be totally down for him to return. Uh, yeah. you know, some sort of adventure, uh, whether he's connected or not with Ray or anybody else. I would. I would totally be in. And he's got such a great voice, too. He's got yeah. such great range. You don't need to see him physically on screen to get 100% of Finn. So, yeah, if he wants to jump into voice acting, by all means. The the unfortunate thing about not seeing him live action as Finn again, though, is because as an actor, uh, he is so he's such a very, very physical actor. I mean his his expressions his his body language all of that he is very very into it and whether you watch him in that or you watch him in um the pacific rim sequel mm-hmm. or or anything like that he's very very into things and it's like that excitement that helps you get so excited about the movie and about the scene and about whatever's going on so that's kind of a bummer of of not seeing him but that but that said there's so much that's done in animation now that really brings those things out really well. Yeah. And, and the voice I actors help if, bring that out too. I mean, said, yeah, the voice actors help with that a lot. And I think even though he says, yeah, he could do that from home, which he can and, and, you know, and probably would, but I'm sure that they would probably pull him into like Pinewood London for a day to do a bunch of mocap stuff to use as reference for an animated thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Cause like that just makes sense to, to get those reference points for him. So they can basically replicate him, replicate him in animation as accurately as possible to capture a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I think it'd be great. Are we going to see it? Probably not. I just, I, I don't see star Wars doing anything within that sequel era for a while. I think mm-hmm. that they're trying to explore a lot of different things, different locations, different people, different eras. Um, I just don't think they're going to be going, you know, we're going to see little things, comic books and, 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 uh, kids, kids, novels, that kind of thing. But I don't even think we're going to see so much as like young adult or anything like that. That's going to be exploring the the sequel era for quite a while. Yeah. I think the further away they get from that, like we talked about before, the better off they're going to be because there's less temptation to, you know, have a throwback to that um, or a connection to it or a character from it, you know, space this out, give us something totally different and and put this behind us, I guess. Kind of like he said, he's going to put Finn behind him, but you know, we'll see. And it may be one of those things that, like just like the prequel trilogy, um, you know, when it came out, it, it caught the ire of some people. But a lot of people since then have said, hey, you know what? I like it. Mm-hmm. They, they've really come to appreciate the story. So I'm hoping that over time and certainly I have some issues with the sequel trilogy, um, but it's not that I hate it. I think the movies are really great movies. I wish they were a little bit better connected and, and, and like, you know, flowed, but sure. that said, the movies themselves, I, I think are good. And, you know, maybe over time people are going to come to appreciate them a lot more and it's going to be a lot less controversial in the Star Wars fandom. Yeah. And I mean, you know, his, he's Boyega's 28, he's not going anywhere. And so yeah. you can have some, 
to Tim's point, some time and some space away from this period and away from those three movies, you, you do. I, I would guarantee you that just like Tim said with the prequels, there's going to be an entire class of kids that came into Star Wars on the sequel trilogy. They're going to grow up and be hungry for that content. He's going to be around and, and whether they tell a Finn story that's set directly after the sequel trilogy or one when he's you know much older, uh, he'll be able to fill those boots if he's willing. And, you know, I, I think that's something to look forward mm-hmm. to. And, you know, in the meantime, we can get some new, fresh stories. Definitely. Definitely. Okay. Um, so we have a cast announcement, I guess, for uh, the audiobook for the Empire Strikes Back uh, from a certain point of view, which I, yes. I do. I do the audiobook, so I am excited about these. Um, there is. Let's see. What do we have here? Still hard to believe it's forty years, but yeah. <laughs> Um, okay so this this book is coming out november 10th um mine's pre-ordered it'll be in my my audible app on the 10th that morning and i'll be listening to it on the way to work that day (laughs) so i'm excited um i I have a hard copy pre-ordered so i'll probably have it on november 12th or so uh, i'm hoping there's a i mean they had a cool alternate cover for the book at near comic-con when it was released Yes, and I got a copy of the cover, but I never got the. There was a signed version. I could have, you know, pre-ordered and got everybody to sign it. So I'm still carrying mine around to cons and stuff, trying to get. <laughs> hey, you're in this book. Can you sign here? <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I had gotten the signed version. Um, it was probably like a third of the authors had signed it because they pretty much got the people who were at New York there, City yeah. Comic Con. Yep that year and uh, i mean it was you know still pretty good like a, a a third of them but there's um there's a bunch of people that they didn't get yeah but yeah it was it was still very cool to get that and it was a, it was a nice cool. thing cool um so so some of the cast members that we're doing for the uh the voice actors for these uh, so each story is read by somebody different at least that's what they did the last time um and this time around is no different we're going to have um uh jonathan davis in there um Sean Kennan, Elias Reyes, Dio Graham, uh, John Hamm is doing, he's doing Boba Fett. That's pretty cool. That's yeah, nice. he did Boba Fett in the <laughs> oh, first did book. He? I didn't right. realize that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, he did. Uh, General Lavoie, um, Sanila Nakanimi, Mark Thompson, of course, Sam Witwer, and Emily Wuzeller. So Mark Thompson, of course, does most of the um, novels, uh, most of the audiobooks for Star Wars. Um, does a fantastic job. Uh, I think it. Yeah, he really does. I mean, he does a whole range of phenomenal character voices. Yeah, he He could. I'd pay him to narrate my life. You know, speaking (laughs) of, you can pay him to do um, audio messages for your phone, I believe. Nice. (laughs) So um, that'd be kind of cool. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I I can't wait to get this um, in my hands, and I hope it's as good as the first one was because I really enjoyed the first book. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, let's see. Lego rumors for 2021. Of course, uh, Tim is always on the hunt for new Lego stuff, which is awesome because we all like Legos. <laughs> um, we talked before about them expanding that new helmet line um, that they came out with this past year. Um, this year they had Boba Fett, a TIE pilot, and a Stormtrooper. Um, and mm-hmm. also there's a um, Iron Man out there too, not that it's Star Wars, but in the same yes. size of those things. Um, so rumors for 2021, we're, we're expected to get a Darth Vader helmet which makes sense. I mean, that's one of the other iconic helmets out of the, out of the franchise. 
Um, a scout trooper helmet. Kind of cool. Um, I teased him and said there's rumor that a mud trooper helmet was coming. And I told him I probably started <laughs> that rumor, but, you know, that was not in, in the works. I, I actually believed Lou for a few seconds. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. Sorry. And, and then he broke my heart. He crushed my soul, yeah, well, people. You know, it happens. Tears flow. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> um, you know, Tim, there's a much better chance of Tom getting a clone trooper helmet um, in this line <laughs> before we get a mud trooper helmet to go with his costume. Everybody needs a Rex helmet. That would be cool. This is true. Um, there's also a rumor about an Imperial probe droid uh, to be about the same size as those helmet bills. Is it in the same line, Tim, or is that something just a, a, a probe droid? I, I, yeah, I don't think it's in the same line. Um but it's coming in at uh, I think just under 600 pieces is is what the the rumor has. So okay, it'd be a fun. That's build. A, yeah. That's about the size of those helmets. Yeah, I think that'd be a really cool build. Also, I, I can imagine uh, it probably will have some kind of like a plastic stand mm-hmm. uh, that'll go on, so you can kind of articulate all the little uh, legs and stuff that that it has, and then you'll have that that uh, main body piece to it. I think that's a pretty cool piece uh, to to have. I, I I would like that. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Um, Mandalorian hero transport. Tim, t- t- what is What's that? What's that? I bet you that's the Imperial troop transport that they steal, because it at least in one of the clips that we've seen in one of the trailers, they they clearly steal mm. one of those Imperial troop transports. So maybe it's one of those packed in with a, all the hero characters and couple yeah. or something. And and that's one of the rumors out there for it. Um, that said, no one actually really does like know for sure what this is. Um, they only know what it's been named mm-hmm. uh, and what's been kicking around there. But yeah, it'll obviously be something that we're going to see from, from season two. Well, these are rumors for and next I don't year. Think we got, so, yeah. Yeah. Tim would know this better than me, but going back to rebels. What first you're saying? It. I would know something oh. star Wars better than you. Well, Star Wars I, I, Lego. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I need to. Tim, I, I got that recorded. Ooh. Don't worry. <laughs> wow. Um, you, can, you can save that for your phone message. I, I, <laughs> I almost feel like I have to do an acceptance speech. Like, I feel like it. that's big. Wow. Um, there's a little bit of a head rush. I'm a little lightheaded, to be honest. Now I just want to know the answer to the question. Did Have they come out in the past? <laughs> With a Lego Imperial Troop Transport that you know of. It would have been maybe back to 2015 in Rebels when we first saw um, it, but I don't know that I've seen one. I don't no, think No, I've they seen did. The, the Hasbro version, but I don't think it's been a Lego version. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a Lego version of it. Somewhere around here I have the the like old Hasbro version that they came out with in Rebels, but... Yep. Lego one would be fun. That's what I hope it is. Anyhow, unless they have some other really cool transport that we just haven't seen yet that they steal. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did the on while briefly while we're on the Lego note, I did the uh, I got the little mini build in of the Vader Luke duel from Cloud City. Oh, cool. Was, oh yeah. Cool. Supposed to be a. Um, I guess a celebration exclusive. That was a fun little build. Yeah. Uh, it's just like the little catwalk. Um, you can kind of perch Luke on the the very edge of it with mm-hmm. Vader uh, trying to turn him. And it was, you know, about, about the same 
piece count as the probe droid, like 500 or mm-hmm. so. It took, you know, a little bit, but it was fun. I just need more space to display this stuff. That's why the yeah, mini builds and the helmets are good. The helmets are cool. You know, you I got on my table here and stuff. I need to put some shelving up somewhere. And, and you know, I keep saying I'm going to finish off my upstairs for an, an office slash, you know, um, second bedroom for a guest to stay in. It's really just a place to display my Star Wars stuff. That's right. So. <laughs> well, um, since, since Tim was slacking and didn't give us a lot of news this week, I, I mean. I can't create got, news. You can, Tim. You <laughs> can. Hey, Lou, yeah. don't ruin this episode for me. <laughs> Tom, like, <laughs> uh, I'm You're, still he's going out on a high note. But tomorrow's yeah. the first Mandalorian Monday, That's right? right? Yeah, this... yeah. Yes. Where we have, yes. don't yeah, know um, exactly what it'll entail. I mean, is Mandalorian Monday across other sites or just on di- shopdisney.com? That's a good question. I don't know if it's going to be just products exclusive there. I understood it to be product announcements that would be available widely. Okay. But I could be wrong. So on, on starwars.com, no, no, this is, this is live podcasting on starwars.com. They have a countdown to Mando Mondays. Um, so 16 hours, Mm. 15 minutes and zero seconds right now. Um, which makes no sense because it's a recording. You'll hear this days later, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, they don't have any link to stuff here. Um, about man on Mondays. Yeah, no, I'm pre-orders and reveals. Yeah. So that was the stuff they released back in September. We talked about before. Um, and some of these are already out like the, like the Lego star Wars child I've seen out in stores. Um, right. So I think Funko pops get released tomorrow. There's a couple of them coming up that you can pre-order there tomorrow morning or at some point tomorrow. Yeah, so keep your eyes peeled for that stuff. Um, I did just get my um, armor came in the mail yesterday, Saturday. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, nice. yeah. You so, showed me that. That's uh, that's good. So my cat bang came. Oh nice. I didn't get the I didn't get my hands on the the exclusive one, but I got just the standard version, mm-hmm. which is all the same because I'm going to rip them out of the package and. Right. shooting somebody else <laughs> there you go yeah i gotta get my i gotta start doing some photography i gotta get got a setup in the basement kind of get working on to uh to do that and I've, I've known now that my my star wars holiday card this year is going to prominently feature the child because it's christmas and children so not that i'm yeah. a child fan because i'm not but you know for the card but it goes with it the does. theme <laughs> you gotta make it happen okay well guys um it's been a short but sweet episode, I guess. Um, let's let's see if anything yep. else we could throw in here at the last minute. Tom, looking at you. <laughs> Not to put no, you on the spot too the, much. They announced, I don't know the release date, but they've got a new VR game coming called Tales from Batuu or Tales from Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. One of the one of those two titles. Uh, but you'll get to kind of knock around the area there. It looks like they're introducing some new villains. The, Keyard had some Guavi and Death Gang members on it, so looks like fun. Oh, cool. It's always fun when the Guavi and Death Gang shows up. <laughs> but yeah, you know. It's, I mean, nothing it's spells fun, fun to have like a, Death Gang. Yeah, exactly. You know, you get a little price on your head, and next thing you know, you're mounted in carbonite on somebody's wall. It's, it's always fun. 
that's what happens. You know. <laughs> okay. Don't borrow money to hunt rats. <laughs> it's never a good this thing. Is, this, that's never very a good true. thing. Exactly. Well, guys, thanks for listening. We did not have a live show this week, and we did not have a YouTube clip. So we're working on making changes to get this to happen when, when Eric cannot be with us. So we'll hopefully have some uh, YouTube content for these as well. Uh, by all means, you can check us out on, um, of course, our website, randomchatter.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at randomchatter and forcechatter. Um, if you want to interact with the host, you can go to randomchatter.com slash discord and interact with all of us there. And, of course, we'd like you to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you want to give us a little helping hand, you can go to Patreon, randomchat.com slash Patreon. Uh, so until next week, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll come back at you in about a week. Bye.